Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Today's show is brought to you in part by Bugger Off Bug Bomb. BuggerOffBomb.com. Order yours now before you go on summer vacation, especially if you're dreading the mosquitoes and bug bites this time of year. Bugger Off Bug Repellent really, really works, and it smells clean and fresh and won't stain your clothes. It's DEET-free, it's kind to humans in the environment, and it contains two key ingredients for fighting pesky bugs and other creepy crawlies. Eucalyptus and citronella is in there. It also contains non-GMO soybean oil, beeswax, thyme, rosemary, cedarwood, geranium, basil, and essential oils keeps the bugs away and goes great on a sandwich just 10.95 at buggeroffbomb.com don't put it on your sandwiches i swear to god that's put it on your skin that's where it belongs just 10.95 at buggeroffbomb.com but use our promo code bobc for 15 percent off your entire order support this show by supporting bugger off bomb and stay bug free all summer long that's buggeroffbomb.com or just click the link on the podcast page and now let the cartoons begin Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. My neck is killing. I got cancer. I've had it for years. I've been working with mice, you know, trying to find a cure. Did you ever work for the sky? You make it sound like some remote fucking experience in ancient history. Man, you don't leave the agency. Once you and you, they got you for life. Shaw? Shaw? Shaw's an untouchable. Highest clearance. Shaw? Oswald, the Cubans, all agency. About Ruby. <coughs> Jack. Jack was a pimp. He was a bag man for the Dallas mob. He used to run guns to Castro when he was still on our side. Mm. We almost had Castro with us, then we tried to whack him. Everybody's flipping sides all the time. It's funny games, man. Funny games. What's the mob, Dave? How do they take in this? Shit, the agency, too, man. CIA and the mafia working together. Trying to whack out the beard. Mutual interest. They've been doing it for years. It's more interesting than you could dream. Well, check out something called uh, Mongoose. Operation Mongoose. Mongoose? Uh, government, Pentagon stuff. Uh, Dan Charge. But who the fuck pulls whose chain? Who the fuck knows? Over the deadly web we weave when we practice the deceit. And who killed the president? Oh, man, why don't you fucking stop it? Shit! Who did... This is too fucking big for you, you know that? This is... Who did the president? Who killed... Get... Fuck, man! It's it's a mystery! It's a mystery wrapped in a riddle inside an enigma! The fucking shooters don't even know, don't you get it? Fuck, man! I can't keep talking like this. You're gonna fucking kill me! I'm gonna fucking die! Bob Seska! I don't know what we're yelling about! The Bob Seska Show. The uh, inspiration for Donald Trump's eyebrows right around 1992. <laughs> Joe Pesci as David Ferry in the movie JFK. A movie fueled by cocaine and how great it was. <laughs> From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, July 18, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is the greatest soap ever. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Day 910 of the Trump crisis, day 73 of the constitutional crisis, 471 days into the 2020 presidential election. And I'm going on vacation next week, but before I do, it's time for the Goth Ninja! <laughs> 
Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, sexyliberal.com, also from-the-bunker.com, and also David T. Rex Ferguson from the T. Rex Report podcast, patreon.com slash the T. Rex Report. Links in the description. Where do we begin? Oh, yeah, Jody, we didn't have you last week. No. Because you were we out, uh, what, studying red hats in the wild? Is that what we're to understand? <laughs> it's something like that. No, I was in... Uh, I was in Mount Rushmore area, basically. Mount I was Rushmore. In the, I was in Palmer Gulch. Red Red Hat territory is what that is. <laughs> yes, it is, and they were out in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like I told you earlier, um, I saw one of them, and he seemed like a pleasant enough fella. <laughs> free range, uh, free range red hats. Free range, is what you're saying. yeah. Free yeah. range. Was there like a gaggle of CNN reporters all standing around taking notes, watching their their mating <laughs> yes. habits, trying to figure out? New York Times. It was my first encounter because there is a guy in my neighborhood in 2016 that was like that. Yeah. He no longer wears his hat. Now, what do they do? They shed their hats at a certain time of I year, don't know. and then the perhaps hat grows back. Perhaps he's finally embarrassed. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually um, when there are any signs of activity from the embarrassment sector of the brain, the hat just kind of falls off. Right. <laughs> I it's thought like an, it's like antler thighs. I see. Well, I thought a, the head, the hat became more secure as the embarrassment. No, it factor. depends on it depends on it depends on why the person did that initial vote. <laughs> okay, and I see. if they've learned since then. Um, mm. And there's a guy who I find incredibly pleasant who drives one of those scooters, you know, so he can't really walk well. In fact, I had to help him back to his scooter about a year ago. Wait, they can operate machinery. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. They can but use. This is in my neighborhood. This isn't even out in their, you know, their normal habitat. Yeah. Um, hmm. Interesting. And this guy, he's he's on a scooter. And he's an elderly <laughs> gentleman, and I'm I'm not kidding. He can't really walk, and I see him all the time. And yeah. a few weeks ago, maybe. A, a few months ago, maybe, when Adam shifted that amazing speech mm-hmm. about, I, you know, and so I had my I stand with Adam shift shirt on. Yeah. And oh, I'm sure that was that was popular. So I as I'm walking, he stopped and made it a point to tell me, tell Adam it's over. <laughs> <laughs> so they can actually they can communicate. This is amazing. I'm like, are you dating him? I mean, <laughs> did, did he do it? Did he do it like a Coco the gorilla, like with sign language? Is that how they communicate? No, actually, or? he's and I feel bad for him because you know he's he needs medical care and he's yeah. voting against his best interests uh. when it comes to that. And so I like I just look at him and I'm like, I'm not even going to engage you because you won't hear me. <laughs> Nice. It was very weird. I mean, I I felt a little surge of anger just because like the 2015 and 2016 ones, they didn't really know what was going to happen per se. Yeah, that's right. And now we do. And mm-hmm. so it's like, really, you're still wearing that? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's a little bit uh, of its time, isn't it? But I don't think they it's care. It's frightening. I mean, last night when they were chanting, send her back. Well, we, like, we, uh, yeah, and that's a good way to, to start at this point with that, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck that was. Uh, actually, you know what? Before we dig into... Uh, that's their unofficial 2020 slogan. Bank on it. <laughs> Bank oh, on yeah. it. I, I thought you were going to oh, say the right. official 2020 slogan was, whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> <laughs> Do- Donald Trump 2020, whatever the fuck that was. Again. Yeah. 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 Um, whatever the fuck that was, the remix. Which just a, a, a couple of bits of business here before we kick off the actual horror show that is uh, American politics these days. I am on vacation next week, first of all. It's an actual week off. It's my first week off away from doing shows since the holidays, which kind of explain wow. it explains some things about my mood generally. <laughs> so I desperately <laughs> need that time off. But look, yesterday's show, yesterday's interview show uh, was just incredible. Charlie Pierce. With the my gr- boyfriend. The, yes, the great Charlie Pierce was here from the Stephanie Miller show, Esquire, and of course NPR. And boy, was he good. Boy, was he, I want to be Charlie mm-hmm. Pierce when I grow up, including the Hawaiian shirts. I want to wear the Hawaiian shirts. Too. Yep. <laughs> oh, God, no, please. <laughs> uh, I've got an entire shipment of Charlie Pierce signature Hawaiian shirts on the way. So look out, T-Rex. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm going to intercept those and burn them all. I them into the sun. <laughs> Come on, a little I mean, really, a Hawaiian great. shirt. I, I just had this discussion with someone yesterday. I was like, please yeah. don't tell my lesbian friends I said this, but... <laughs> 
there is absolutely nothing redeemable about Hawaii. Then don't show. go to Hawaii and watch the news. Yeah. Just don't watch the news. That's right. I mean, that was really? the amazing thing about living in Hawaii is no one wears suits and ties in Hawaii. Obviously, the heat is going to prevent that a little bit. But at the same time, the tradition for business people in Hawaii is to just wear Aloha shirts, to wear Hawaiian yeah. shirts in Hawaii. That's the business attire. Yeah, those all, I've shirts. I've never seen a nice one. I mean, they all look like garbage. They Aww. all look like Bobby Flay. No, Why do you hate no, Hawaii so no, much, dude? Why? Why do you hate Hawaii? Well, it's began with the fact that I hate a short sleeve dress shirt, but this is like one step further. It's a short sleeve dress shirt made of an unnatural fabric, uh-huh. a hideous print. <laughs> Don't ever get between T Rex and Apollo 13 on television because all of the short sleeve dress shirts in Apollo 13, man, your head's going to explode, T Rex. Pocket protectors included. <laughs> That's right. There are. Moments when you can get away with that look, but you have to do the whole '60s thing from head to foot. That's true. You know? That's true. It's like I, I you know, know, I've tried to pull off that look. It's not a good look. I'm always mistaken for like the manager at Sam Goody's or something like that. That's what, <laughs> that's what happens when I wear a short sleeve dress shirt. People hand me their car keys. <laughs> you get know, the valet. Uh, so okay. Also, one. Do you know who I did that too. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just I'm just about to plug Stephanie Miller, uh, and we're trying well, to just get quickly, her. Quickly, I did that to Chris Penn. In Los Angeles, I you try to plug. You try to plug Chris Penn. Is that what you're saying? No, I thought. No, I thought he was uh, the valet. Oh, and here I, I was see. handing him my keys. <laughs> and my friend, and so I'm with this like, you know, like. Now, now, see, you interrupted me plugging Stephanie Miller now, so I'm going to have to get back to plugging Stephanie Miller, and I assure you this is going to be a thing on tomorrow's Stephanie Miller show, the fact that I said I'm going to plug Stephanie Miller. Um, In all seriousness, you have to vote for Stephanie Miller for the Radio Hall of Fame. She is nominated. Vote for Stephanie. Here's the the slogan. I'm going to throw this out there to see if it sticks to the wall. Vote for Stephanie and make all your wildest dreams come true. That is the Stephanie go. Miller Radio Hall of Fame campaign slogan. Stephanie Miller nominated for the Radio Hall of Fame. And from right now through July 28th, listeners nationwide can vote for Steph by texting the message 70 to 877-370-VOTE. That's 8683. That's 877. They really made this complicated to talk about on they the radio. Uh, I have it. Send the message <laughs> 70 to 877 877- 370 vote. That's 8683. One vote is permitted per cell phone number. Votes may also be received at radiovote.com, where everyone can cast one vote per email address. The outcome of the listener vote counts as one vote among the Radio Hall of Fame nominating committee votes, and the winner will be determined by the listener vote combined with the votes from the committee. We need your help, so start voting now and tell all your friends to vote too. Thanks to everyone again. Vote for Stephanie and make all your wildest dreams come true. And there you go. Thank you very much. Okay. Use your Pornhub you email address. 70, 70, right? <laughs> yes. Why is it? Why are we sending my age in? <laughs> See, now I was just waiting for that. I was setting that up, but it legitimately is. You text 70 to. 70, yeah. yeah I just to, did it. To a very complicated. I already done an email. Now I did my phone. Right. So I'm good. 877 370 8683. That's 877-370-VOTE. And you text the number 70. Okay. So next we get to this. You know, any day now, and you know what? I'm legitimately predicting this. Any day now, they're just going to start blurting the N-word at these Trump rallies. Um, All the joking about the red hats, you know, the free range red hats (laughs) in the wild aside, Mm -hmm. That's Boy, they were in rare form last night, weren't they? They were. Mm-hmm. In, in case you missed it, this happened uh, during Trump's rally in Greenville, North Carolina yesterday. Representative Ilhan Omar. <laughs> of a really great state. I almost won the first time in decades and decades, Minnesota. Great state. It is like, you know, again, it's WWE. It is a wrestling audience. That's what they're there for. And I love how he praises himself for 
almost winning for the first time in history. That's like yeah, a thing I almost to. thought he was going to complete a train of thought, but no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he never that does. That fork in the track is never late. <laughs> Just like <laughs> That's right. You got to bump him. You got to like b- elbow him in the side of the head to get him to uh, skip Finish over the thought. Sk- yeah, exactly. Like you would, yeah. like if you get a skip in your record player. See, records kids were these things that we used to put on turntables <laughs> and they would put a needle on it and it runs What's through the group. What's a turntable, Bob? We yeah. don't know No, what vinyl is are. hip again, guys. All it the, is hip. It's all the millennials love vinyl. Uh, you know what? I've got a gigantic vinyl. Okay, I was going to get off on a tangent here. Let's get back to, <laughs> let's get back to Donald Trump. I'm bitter. I am bitter. I gave away my vinyl. I let it go because oh, it was like, okay, I'll never that? need this again. There won't be any turntable. <gasps> wow. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Oh, and it's, no. My virgin vinyl pressing of Let It Bleed by the Stones. No. Oh, my God. What is like, wrong with you? Where is your... It was supposed to be obsolete. I know. Where's all... No. But you're losing all of your hipster cred. All the hipsters listening are going to go, what is wrong with David Fr-? Next thing we're going to hear is he threw out all his VHS tapes. Well, you guys can start a drive, a vinyl donation drive of, like, Soft Cell and Depeche Mode and Bronsky Beat Records. <laughs> sure. <laughs> hey, can, can you tell everybody, I've got one foot in vacation today that's where i am that's where my head is let's get back to back to um yeah okay that's the state where i was born let's get back to these uh these extras from oh brother where art thou here let's uh get into that a little bit oh boy they really hate this person who they know nothing about Right. It's got a funny name. Oh, yeah, this is, you know what this is? This is someone getting ejected. now to mommy, and he gets reprimanded, and that's the end. Sorry, mommy. Yeah. Sorry, mom. What? Yeah, that's, and obviously... That's, that's someone, that's a protester getting ejected from the arena. By the way, Brad Parscale tweeted yesterday, there were 20,000 people in Greenville inside the arena for Trump's rally. Well, the thing only holds 8,000 people, so... Sorry, sorry, idiots. Um, and I swear to God, N-word any day now. Any, any day now. So, yeah, so there's a protester getting ejected. And he does this thing now where he says, go back home to mommy. You know, the guy with the biggest mommy issues in the world, Donald Trump, uh, you know, ridiculing a protester for living in their mom's basement or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's his go-to thing. He's so original. He's such an original guy. Such a funny guy. Just hilarious. Endlessly funny. Omar has a history of launching vicious anti-Semitic screeds. Here we go. Send her back, Rick Channing. And he just let it go on and on and on. Oh, he claims he started so talking straight. quickly. He claimed he had started talking immediately to stop it. And that's like, no, you didn't. Yeah, that's what he said this morning in the he Oval Office. Jonathan Carl asked him, point blank, why didn't you stop them from doing that and saying that? And Trump went on and on about this obfuscating and making up excuses for himself. He said, I disagree with it, by the way. But it was quite a chant, and I felt a little bit badly about it. Well, I'm Bad. glad to know. Oh. Just a little bit. Just a little bit badly <laughs> about a, uh, a chant where it's assumed that you can just deport an American citizen who also happens to be a member of Congress back to whatever. I don't know what they're talking about here. They're obviously talking about deportation, but I don't know if they thought this through all the way. Uh, they didn't. They are garbage brain shit people. Yeah. Well, Trump continued on uh, in the Oval Office this morning. I was not happy with it. I disagree with it. I didn't say that. They did. Um, well, you know what's happening now. All the headlines are going around. Trump disavows send her back chant from rally last night. I mean, that's basically the headline we're seeing all over Twitter now. So it's going to be, oh, yeah, Trump, Trump doesn't have anything to do with this. I mean, how dare you even say that's not accurate to say that he's he's disavowing it. He's no longer responsible for what his people say that he just allowed them to chant in a thing after going on and on about how anyone who doesn't have oompa loompa skin like him has to go back to wherever they came from as if they're not american citizens at all these goddamn racists and you know i want to be perfectly clear as to why it's bad 
I know in this day and age, we have to do this. We have to emphasize why it's bad for the president to be a racist. I was just going to say, I think we need to go full on and call him a white nationalist because that's what he is at this point. I mean, a racist is white supremacist, you know, a Mm -hmm. guy sitting there in his armchair yelling at Fox News. But like he is a white nationalist. He wants a white ethno state. He is calling for the deportation of people of color who are citizens, not Mm -hmm. illegal immigrants, not asylum seekers, but actual U.S. citizens. So Mm -hmm. how much further you know is he going to march down this line yeah well mitch mcconnell didn't even defend his wife the other day no he didn't well they're making so much money but no it was it was very interesting because he he was asked about what if donald trump said to your wife go home and he oh she came here legally and it's like that's irrelevant yeah. She, I'm sure, has been yelled at as a child, you know, Yeah. Um, and, and has been told that specific phrase. He didn't even defend his own wife. Nope. No, he didn't at all. And it doesn't even matter. I mean, he made the distinction. He said, oh, well, well, Elaine Chow is an American citizen. So is Elon <laughs> So are every member of Congress is an American citizen. Oh God, but he just put it out there that she isn't. Right. Like, it's going to it's gonna disseminate itself now through the right-wing misinformation network that she's... Yeah. That Illinois isn't a citizen, and somehow she got elected to Congress, but that particular cognitive dissonance will never pop up in their heads. Or you know, it doesn't matter because they're just owning the libs. That's the purpose of all of this. Right. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. they're letting their freak racist flag fly, and and the fact is that you cannot have a president. And I, I want to be abundantly clear about this because we always have to now reinforce why it's bad to be racist. It's like we have to reinforce why it's bad to be a fascist because there are millions of people in this country and most of them are sitting around in their underpants while jerking off to 4chan and Reddit and they don't know what fascism is really like in execution. They didn't see uh, World War II or the film footage of what went on during World War II. Um, so they don't understand. They have no connection, visual connection. So, you know, we're just going to have to keep reaching up and burning ourselves on the stove before we figure this out. And so, you know, when it comes to, to a racist president, we have to make sure that we emphasize the fact that he has a natural ingrained bias against one-fourth of the American population. One-fourth of every American citizen in this country is uh, subhuman, is sub-citizen. They're not even worthy of being protected by the United States. You know, he went off this morning about Puerto Rico again because the mayor of San Juan dared to say mean things about brittle, fragile Donald Trump with his brittle, you guys, fragile I've ego. I've got to tell you what's happening in Puerto Rico, though. It's amazing. It's, ins- it's really inspiring, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, what, what, just real quick, what's happening there? You remember uh, when the hurricane had first hit and their governor was just like being like a meek little lapdog and saying to yeah. the president that he was doing a great... That guy's basically a Republican. He's the governor. Mm-hmm. He is the son of a beloved previous governor who actually turned out to be majorly corrupt, but they've conveniently edited that out, that particular part of the story. (laughs) Um, And he went into office and Ben told me on election night, you know, this is bad, this isn't good. Uh, But he was in a group chat with a bunch of his top aides and they were slinging around anti-gay epithets, anti-woman epithets. They were talking with just bristling Mm -hmm. contempt about poor people. Hmm. Um, And it just, it leaked. Wow. And um, one of the other Republican guys is like, well, you know, he's like, you've succeeded in uniting Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in fact, you they're know, calling for your resignation and they are in the streets. I, I look, he showed me, kept showing me pictures last night of just like aerial photographs of thousands and thousands of people and they're all chanting and singing and dancing and calling for him to step down you're calling him the frat boy yeah yeah well i mean the same thing is happening i believe in uh congress right now i mean because of donald trump i think donald trump is doing more for the house democrats than nancy pelosi could have ever done as far as uniting the entire caucus about getting the uh the squad on board with the centrists and so on and uniting that section of the democratic party that the entire house of representatives and and it actually makes nancy pelosi's job a little bit easier in order to mm-hmm. uh get everyone voting in big blocks for important things and so thank you donald trump but of course donald trump always makes things worse for donald trump and he thinks that somehow going after people like the mayor of san juan or going after elon omar or any of the squad 
is going to somehow help him. And all it's going to do is secure about 25% of the voting population. The other 15 are now disavowing him. I mean, even Ben Shapiro was blasting Trump yesterday wow. about all of this stuff. So he's actually uniting. I don't trust any of the conservatives when they get met. They get like it only lasts about five minutes. And oh, well, sure. Back down to civil court judge, you know, civil, I mean, Supreme Court judge justices in like voting yeah. rights and it you know i just well you know actually that's Shapiro, a, you don't get a cookie there's a good example there uh i think for democrats where the criticism that republicans usually levy against someone like donald trump is compartmentalized to that issue where they right. don't actually disavow that particular politician whether it's the president or mitch mcconnell or paul ryan or whoever gomert and all the rest of them they don't actually say well i'm no longer supporting any of these people anymore because that one person said this about that one issue uh, whereas on the Democratic side, we've got this we've got this much more fortified purity test where if someone says something that rubs us the wrong way, we well, say, a, fuck it, that it, person purity forever. Test, a purity test is one thing, but an ethical standard is entirely another. I mean, just the yeah. fact that they are completely morally bankrupt does not mean that we should forgive people for doing and committing acts of sexual assault. Or I didn't say that at all. All I'm saying is, on the Democratic side, we don't see uh, Nancy Pelosi's not committing sexual assault, but yet people yeah. are seeing. You know, she she says one thing the wrong way and looks at someone with a skunk eye, and then suddenly, fuck Nancy Pelosi, impeach her now, get right, rid of Nancy right, Pelosi. Right. When it doesn't have to be that way, we can compartmentalize our criticism to whatever the thing was rather than categorically rejecting someone because they said one thing that we disagree with. And that's the only point I'm making. I'm not suggesting that we forgive Republicans for sexual assault or rape or being racist. No, I'm talking about our side. Like, if you know, you're talking about when people talk about purity tests, sometimes I just... I get flashbacks to the Al Franken thing. Yeah. yeah. However that really was and whatever really happened there, his team, I felt like, played it fairly badly. Yeah. Um, but, oh, know, he should never have resigned. He should never have correct. stepped down. That I think that was a big mistake. I think he should have been... It was so early, though. I think that's why he did it. Were it to happen now, yeah. there's no way he would step down. But it was so early in that, mm-hmm. and the calls mm-hmm. were so large, and everybody was really angry that that there was no nuance yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think if it were six months after that, any time within six months after that, I don't think he would have resigned. It was just, it happened at that moment. Yeah, it was at the it was at the crest of a wave when that occurred. Exactly. And yeah, exactly. I think that's part of the problem. Uh, I want to get back into some of the ramifications of last night's rally and some of the other things that came up around that. Uh, Jesse Waters, for example, uh, said something horrible today with the giggling couch tumors on Fox and Friends. We've got that audio too. But before we dig into that, I I got to talk about, before I go on vacation, I got to give one last plug here to Plexiderm because Plexiderm is one of the most amazing products that I have ever been sent here as uh, as part of our uh, block of advertisers on this show. And, you know, there are still lots of people who, when they get bags under eye bags or things like that, their face is feeling puffy, they put hemorrhoid cream on their face, which is just a, a huge mistake is it don't put hemorrhoid cream on your face unless of course you have hemorrhoids on your face and if you've got hemorrhoids <laughs> you got hemorrhoids on your face you've got a bigger problem uh and and very and they've taken that active ingredient out by the way that is a trick from the 70s yeah, and true, 80s yeah, and they've remo- artists, it doesn't yeah. work anymore oh it doesn't i i still thought it yeah, had the- some form of uh what is it like? Almost like a decongestant that is in there, mm-hmm. like a topical it was shark's liver oil or something that ended oh. up being like cruel to harvest. But the girl that I, you know, I had a plexiderm experience at the. I was down at the, in Atlanta, like shopping, and yeah. the girl, the woman, stopped me in the mall, and you know, she's putting this stuff on. She did it first on one eye and then the other. Have you done this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, like, because it totally just like it was just like. <laughs> Like, no more eye bag on that side. But it's amazing. She was putting on me. She was like, you know, you used to be able to do this with preparation age, but it don't work no more. <laughs> um, <laughs> she sounded like that. Wow. She's not from Atlanta, clearly. I was like, where are you from? She's like, Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> but but you'll attest to the fact that it actually worked, that it actually, your eye bags disappeared. I will. On I one did. side. Yeah, and it was like in minutes. And, and that's the thing. I mean, there's other products that you see advertised on television, you see in the grocery store in the pharmaceutical aisle, that are supposed to take away dark spots and things, all kinds of other skin treatments that literally they take months and months and months and months to actually work, if at 
at all, but that's not the case with Plexiderm. It literally works in just a few minutes. Uh, the science behind Plexiderm is incredible with clinical studies to back it up. If you look older and tired because of crow's feet, wrinkles, under eye bags, you can look younger in just minutes with Plexiderm. See for yourself. Give it a try. Watch a real video with real people. See how fast crow's feet, wrinkles, and under eye bags vanish, disappear, gone. See those results uh, are backed up also by Plexiderm's 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Go to triplexiderm.com and use the coupon code SEXYLIBERAL for my discount. That's two words, SEXYLIBERAL at triplexiderm.com. That's triplexiderm.com with the code SEXYLIBERAL or just call 1-800-685-1292 and mention SEXYLIBERAL. Again, that's 1-800-685-1292. Mention SEXYLIBERAL and we thank you. Hey, this is Randy Rhodes, host of the Randy Rhodes After Hours (laughs) podcast. If you love this episode, you're going to love the whole show. Every week we talk about everything that matters to you, from our future as a democracy to our existence on this here planet. Find it all at sexyliberal.com on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and anywhere and everywhere you get your podcasts. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show. This is a project called Central City, and the song is called Synchronicity. It's all instrumental stuff, but it's all like 80s synth pop, which I just love. In fact, I've been listening to this song going, you know, I'm going to need to freshen up my theme song in a little while. At some point soon. Yeah, I'm going to do that too. And I'm just, I'm listening to this and I'm going, "That's, that's definitely in my musical wheelhouse. This might be a thing. Okay. Oh my god, if that's your theme song, I totally see you in the Knight Rider car. <laughs> well, if you look at the uh, Indie Music Countdown logo now at, at iTunes, I mean, uh, Apple Podcasts is what they're calling it now. You go look at the Indie Music Countdown logo that I made, it just, it screams out this. Stranger Things. Yes, I love it so much. It just, it transports me right back to 1985. Okay, so uh, let's see. Oh, by the way, submit your music, bobseska.com slash music. We're looking for more indie bands here to play on the show. We've got an indie music countdown coming up. It seems like we just did one. We've got another one coming up in the next few weeks, so stay tuned for that. Um, Trump said last night that AOC's name is too long for him to say. And that is a big fat lie, and I'll tell you why. The reason he won't say her whole name, he was calling her Cortez last night. Oh, God. He was just saying, I'm going to call her Cortez. And then the Red Hats, yay, Cortez, because it sounds foreign. Um, the reason is, is because he can't pronounce her name. That's the real reason. It's not and because actual, it's I mean, too long. If you were going to call someone with a Latin name, you call them by the first last name because the second one is their like mom's maiden name. Yeah. So well, I mean, so in the case of say Ocasio, but of course, or you know, that's just too hard to pronounce. And he is he unaware of the acronym AOC? I guess he is. I, he's not aware of that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know that most people refer too many to letters. Her. Yeah, <laughs> but it's you know, it's a it's an internet shorthand and. But he's the president, right? Uh, sadly enough, which terrifyingly enough, he's the president. So he has a responsibility to, you know, pronounce the names of members of Congress. Maybe that. But he can't even spell Al Qaeda. So how can we possibly expect him to? <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, T-Rex, get your uh, boxing gloves on. Or better yet, get your brass knuckles out. Because we're going to talk about okay. Punch Me Face Jesse Waters, who has oh, the... God punchiest punch me face in the history of punch me faces <laughs> you know in fact i remember back in the day uh chez was always trying to get together like a GoFundMe. it was like a like a preemptive legal fund so that he could go up and uh punch jesse waters and then have a fund for his legal defense <laughs> that would inevitably have to occur afterwards but jesse waters with his punch me face and his his weird, I mean, again, another guy. You know, I played the uh, David Ferry thing at the top of the show from JFK, Joe Pesci's character. And uh, I thought of that when I saw Donald Trump's tape with Jeffrey Epstein, which we're going to get to in here in just a second. 
But Jesse Waters is another one with David Ferry eyebrows. I don't know if you noticed that. He's got the big, <laughs> the big swooping, like almost Joan Crawford, but thicker eyebrows going on. And I'm too transfixed by the crazy sparkle. I mean, he looks, I look in his eyes <laughs> and it looks sparkle. like he is screaming even when his mouth is shut. <laughs> and I true. just, I believe that in the deep, dark recesses of his dark, dark heart, He's into things that are so perverted they don't even have names. There's not even <laughs> websites for it. Yeah. You know, and it yeah. just torments him. Trump He's too. He's just a yeah. terrible person. Mm-hmm. No, Trump is like totally a normal, like, ugh. You know, just a normal kind of germaphobic 10-year-old about sex. Yeah. Well, he uh, did have the spanking thing with a copy of Forbes magazine. That wasn't really that. a BDSM Yeah, scene, I guess not. Though. I guess not. That's kind of weak tea, isn't it? It's kind of... <laughs> Totally. Um, so Jesse Waters and the giggling couch tumors made some. Uh, made, well, there was Jesse Waters specifically made the racist crack about uh, uh, Ilhan Omar and the rest of the squad. He said this on uh, Fox and Friends this morning. Where is that clip here? The giggling couch tumors just giggled like they always do. So there wasn't any additional add-ons from uh, from Steve Ducey or the rest of them. This is uh, this is what happened this morning. She's on the wall side, right in the back. Hey, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Welcome to Jackie's world. Oh, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I really feel the squad is making us women look bad, and I know what I'd like to say to them, but I want to know what would you say to them if they were on the curvy couch today? <laughs> uh, I'd grab my wallet first. <laughs> um, oh. I'd invite him on waters. Fuck with- you! Okay, yeah. That was adorable. Yeah. They just- seem nice. All of the African-Americans, anyone who has brown skin is going to try to steal his wallet. I'm telling you, he's just, I mean, they're all you know, just minutes away. School. What, I was just going to say, they're all minutes away from using the N-word or refer, oh, referring yeah. to them as darkies or some sort of thing from the past that they, they're just dying to do it. You can tell. And they're getting to the point now where, you know, the Lee Atwater, Pat Buchanan dog whistle thing is just like, oh, we're past that now. We're just going to come right. right out and say it. This is more of an air aid siren. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. It is an air raid siren of racial hatred. That is exactly what it is. And, you know, I mean, in what universe does this stuff suddenly become acceptable again? It's fine. No problem. You can make all the racist jokes you want now on Fox News Channel. The president can ring lead on the whole thing and just stir everyone up and do it. And it's just like, yeah, he disavowed it. So I guess it's okay. So, uh, and then he said yesterday, Trump on his way to North Carolina uh, said this about Elon Omar. Again, a member of Congress. Mm -hmm. This is what he said. There's a lot of talk about the fact that she was married to her brother. Oh! What is that? Yeah. Yeah, apparently this is a conspiracy theory, probably again in the... Uh, dark anal cavities of, uh, you know, Fred It's not Park. like she's from Alabama. She's not from Alabama. <laughs> right. Not. She wasn't at Israeli last night. <laughs> Alabama is, of course, where you go. I want to have sex with the half of you that ain't my sister. <laughs> I guess according to one member of Congress, uh, a Republican said yesterday, or I, I don't know if he's a member of Congress or not. I don't know who he is. I don't care. Uh, is it something to the effect of, well, I'm white and that's a color, so I'm a person of color. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and you know, Donald, uh, Donald Trump's poll. <laughs> try, that, try that again. <laughs> One foot in vacation, the other foot is stepping down soon. Um, You've got senioritis. That's what you have, is senioritis. <laughs> exactly. You've been accepted it's, to your college of choice and you're done. Oh my God, you have no idea. and went flying yeah. on the verbal sidewalk of life. <laughs> the second half of my senior year of high school, I went from being in the top 100 of my class to the, I think, second or third from last in my class because of senior <laughs> slump. I swear to God, I'm not making that up. Uh, I think we had a graduating class of 501 at Woodson High School in Fairfax, Virginia. And I graduated 498, something like that, because yay for me. I didn't, I was not a fan of the high school. Um, Jody, I bet, was a good kid. I was, I graduated magna cum laude. Of course you did. I'm so jealous. And that's after four different high schools. I changed schools constantly. So you got a chance to start over again and erase the board. My GPA kept going up. (laughs) 
wow. Yeah, well, I don't. When it starts in September, um, <laughs> the counting gets easier. But if only yeah, I, I, think could... I had middling grades because I was like an undiagnosed ADD kid. Oh, okay. That's probably what I was too. Because <laughs> I've told You're the story. I've told the story on the show a few times already. But I, you know, when I was in sixth grade, I was just uh, I was drawing cartoons in my notebooks the whole time. Like when I was supposed mm-hmm. to be paying attention in class, I was just drawing pictures and daydreaming and doing stuff. And there was one time where uh, the teacher actually stopped the class while I was drawing in one of my notebooks, and which I, I still have these notebooks with co- comic book characters in them. Uh, and my teacher stopped the class and said, okay, now we're all going to stop and we're going to watch Bobby draw in his notebook. And, and that's what they did. And there I was drawing away. I had no idea. The entire class was staring at me. My tongue's hanging out of my mouth. I'm drawing away with a stupid grin on my face, completely clueless as to what's happening around me. That's, that's why I graduated 498 in my high school class. All right. So uh, back to the real world here. Um, Trump's, poll, no. Trump's poll numbers actually went up because of this whole go back to where you came from thing. Which shows it actually works. I mean, that's the only reason to bring it up. That the reason it happens, the reason it's always happened, the reason the Southern strategy was invented initially in the in the nineteen sixties was because it works. I mean, that's the horrible, horrible truth of this kind of language, this kind of racial hatred from people like Donald Trump. Except it used to be, as we were saying before, it used to be couched in things like forced busing and um, you know, welfare and, you know, they it was code words, right? I mean, we have a audio clip of Lee Atwater talking about how we use code words now because you can't say N word, N word, N word anymore. You have to use coded language. And that's exactly what Donald Trump is doing. Um, I feel like what's happened here is actually the cognitive slipping of the boomer generation that they can't remember that they're supposed to use the code words. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's just as they revert and, you know, because they really think they are the cosmos that generation you know we invented everything and uh, and like that's kind of why i think that it would give a shit about the environment i I have never been able to quite put it together in that like why how in the world could you be anti-environmental yeah it's it's to me, this was early on this was mm. before I had encountered people like Michelle Malkin and realized that there was a you know buck to be made. Oh, Michelle just, Malkin, oh my God, what what happened to Michelle Malkin? That's I'm going to write a book called "What Happened to Michelle Malkin." <laughs> Everyone's going to buy it; they're going to love it. No, it's probably atrociously dull. Yeah, it'd be that. horrible. I think horrible. she just got tired. She's just a horrible person. Just one of the most horrible people in the entire political discourse. She's got no shame whatsoever. None of these people. Few things have ever entertained me. Like the moment that she got confronted by Alex Jones out in front of the treasury and the state treasury in Denver at the Democratic. Do you remember that scene? Actually, I don't know that I've actually. I don't know. I don't think I've seen that. No. Oh, man. So, okay. Uh, Speaking of creepy people, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, The question is, uh, Jeffrey Epstein this morning was denied bail, which is great fucking news. Of course, he should be denied bail. And um, good luck in prison, Jeffrey Epstein. Mm -hmm. Uh, My question now is, is Donald Trump going to pardon him? I think that Bill Barr might just drop it. Remember, this is a federal case. This isn't a state case. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why I think we were all surprised when he was denied Mm -hmm. bail this morning. Because Mm -hmm. I thought for sure the prosecutors were going to go in uh, and say, you know, we've decided we're not going to pursue that anymore. We're just going to say, he's fine. We're not going to press this issue. He's just let him go home and we'll put a bracelet on uh, one of the ankle things on there and no problem, because, you know, Bill Barr runs the show now. And that wouldn't have surprised me at all. Um, but this actually did, because I was fully expecting that Bill Barr mm-hmm. was going to screw around with this, as he's screwing around with everything else, which is the, the other story of the day, uh, with, uh, you know, the release of these hush money payment uh, documents. Uh, with did they get them redacted this morning like they were supposed to? Yeah. Yes. And... The question again comes up, just like when we saw the Mueller report. Why the fuck aren't any of these? I mean, Hope Hicks ought to be indicted for this. Yep. Um, uh, 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 David Pecker needs to be. 
David Becker needs to be invited for this. I'm, I'm really sorry. Without giggling, can you? I'm sorry. I am a four-year-old. I cannot help it. His name is David Becker. Is he 69 years old now? Well, you know, we also nice. dis- we discovered another character who has a funny name in all of this, and that's uh, one of the fixers for Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein, this guy George Horney. I think is horny. <laughs> yes, we learned about George Horny last week. <laughs> I think his I think his name is pronounced uh Horney Horney H O U R A N E Y. And it just looks like George Horney to me. Yeah. Horney. I think that's it. But we're just going to call it There's a lot of people with that last name. There's George, there's Mark, there's Steve, there's Kyle, and there's Richard. And there's Cubby and Annette. Yeah, it's like, it's like for a second there, you were looking through your magic mirror, and you're saying, oh, yes. I, I see Romper, stomper, bumper podcast. I George Horanay and Mark Horanay and little Stevie and Kyle and Richard. Uh, so, you know, we learned all kinds of new things about the panic that was circulating the Trump campaign in October of 2016 when they were afraid that Stormy Daniels was going to go public. Um, but federal prosecutors in New York have ended their investigation into the Trump organization's role in the hush money payments. This is, uh, again, Bill Barr stepping in, screwing everything up. Mm-hmm. To, I, and I wish we had uh, at least one or two prosecutors who would step up before members of Congress and say, Bill Barr told us to stop doing this. And if that's not one of the questions they ask Robert Mueller about the Mueller investigation next week, they're making a huge mistake. One of the first questions that they need to ask Robert Mueller next week is, did Bill Barr tell you to prematurely shut down this investigation and rush out a report? If Robert Mueller doesn't answer that, I don't know what to say. They yeah. won't ask him that. They're not going to ask him anything. And he's just going to sit there and go, I refer you to what I said about report. I see this coming. Yeah. Like I just, uh, that guy's, you know, lifelong Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, and they put him in charge of this investigation. And I feel like he did as much as he felt like he needed to do. Yeah. And, um, it just uh well my question is whether or not bill barr is actually receiving a paycheck from the trump re-election campaign because that's no basically kidding. what he's he's acting as a uh, a political operative for donald trump i mean that's really what he's not attorney general he's just political operative he's the latest hack to surround uh, donald trump and uh, and so he's doing his very best to defend donald trump in any way possible and it's just a matter of time before he steps into the jeffrey epstein thing as soon as donald trump's name comes up in court proceedings mm-hmm. that's going to be that bill barr is going to step in and wedge his giant Fred Flintstone head between uh, Donald Trump and anything resembling justice. So, uh, Do you think that Epstein has everything that he owns, planes, trains, automobiles, you know, islands wired for sound and video, and that he's got stuff somewhere in a safety deposit box that the feds don't have yet? I think so. I think there is a copious videotape. I mean, I'd be shocked if there wasn't. Do you and think th- Russia has it? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, we have some of it now. I mean, we've got right. Donald Trump. Uh, this, and you know what? I, I God, hate to. And it's still fucking ugly. Like mm-hmm. twenty whatever years ago, I just like, how does he do that to clothes? <laughs> I know. Like, how does he? <laughs> how does he do it insane. To, to, to hair? My God, I know. the Trump mullet needs to become a thing. I mean, the he was no, it really doesn't. Fly, <laughs> he was really flying the mullet flag at that uh, Mar-a-Lago gathering with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. And then he's got the painted on eyebrows. Already Donald mm-hmm. Trump has small woodland creatures as eyebrows. Um, but then for some reason around that period of time, after he split up with Ivana, he started like dyeing his eyebrows. So they were super dark. We've seen it. There was a talk show that he was on around that time. Uh, in fact, I think uh, they were playing some of that on Rachel Maddow last night. Uh, and then there's this videotape from Mar-a-Lago that NBC uncovered. And he's got the dark, really dark eyebrows, which screamed out to me that he took like mascara or something on and, and dyed his eyebrows. So there was that. But I mean, th- that's obviously the trivial side things that we uh, we like to s- stick our face up against our computer screens and observe about Trump. But the, the main thing was <laughs> the main thing was, is that he was really schmoozing Jeffrey Epstein in this video. Mm-hmm. I mean, laying it on thick, doing the full Trump and by the way, only one of those people was a billionaire. The cocaine. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Donald Trump was basically like a mountain of cocaine wearing a suit in this video. Mm-hmm. So everyone I've talked to 
who has experienced cocaine either personally or been around it a lot said, oh my God, he's totally on cocaine. And it was unsolicited. Oh, yeah. It was like, that's co- he's coked up on something there. It's very, very obvious. And then he's telling Jeffrey Epstein, he's evaluating the women and whispering into Jeffrey Epstein's ear. And at one point, they, I don't think they have a, a lip-reading transcript of what he says, but it's something the word fucking is in there. Um, you can clearly see that at one point. And I thought it kind of looked like he said the word pussy at, at another point. Probably. And and then it cuts to Donald Trump. Uh, excuse me, I get a little barfy when I think of this. Donald Trump <laughs> dancing. I saw that. Yeah. With the I didn't see this yet. white oh, man gross. overbite and the fists, you know, dancing mm-hmm. with the the side to side fist thing, and oh my god! And then he's groping women. I mean, it's actually Donald Trump. Coming really close to grabbing women by the pussy in this videotape. Uh-huh. He grabs someone's butt. He's got his arms around this other woman. And granted, I think he was <sighs> single at the time, but this is a Jeffrey Epstein joint. This is a Jeffrey Epstein party at Mar-a-Lago with Donald Trump and uh, what looks to be three dozen women. And so this is a, a peek into what we could probably assume happened in that party where there were 28 women, all underage, and uh, and just Trump and Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, and George Horney was also there. That was the one that one of the ones that George Horney organized. So just another video to look at and blanket every single Democratic campaign ad between now and November 3rd, 2020. If the Democrats do not weaponize this NBC News video in Mar-a-Lago from 1992, they are out of their blessed minds. They have got to put this in every commercial, every uh, every uh, special interest group that's buying advertising to support Democrats need to put this in there. There at least has to be one shot of that. Donald Trump looking sweaty and creepy and coked up and hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. That has to happen because this case is going to be a thing on, right on through the election. Mm-hmm. This is going to continue to be a news story. And the more you can link Donald Trump to Jeffrey Epstein and the rape of children, mm-hmm. um, the more that needs to happen. I mean, at, at the very least, something positive has got to come out of this monstrosity. I mean, child rape. And and that positive thing has got to be Donald Trump not winning re-election. If Donald Trump wins know. re-election, knowing what done. we know. They, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They've if he just wins, been able done. to justify everything. Go ahead, Jody. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I, I interrupted you, Mr. Ferguson. Oh, after you. No, after you. <laughs> no. Go, go. I'm going to make a moderator just, call. They it. haven't stopped short of any of it so far. They, I mean, they, they, they went right along with the pussy grabbing thing. It's, yep. just, it's like they just don't fully process things. Yeah, because the presidency no longer is a platform for telegraphing American values and good things and greatness, exactly, leadership and and things that people should admire and look up to and use as a role model. It's just, you know, fuck it, fuck everything, social media, we all need to build our platforms on social media and we're going to do it by saying fuck you to the liberals and we're going to make life miserable for the entire world by elevating this monster into the White House, knowing what he's all about. I mean, again, there's no mystery about Donald Trump. He didn't magically appear on the escalator in June of 2015. Everyone knew about Donald Trump. Everyone recognized what kind of person he was, and he is a loathsome human being. I mean, there is going to be a thing. I think I've mentioned this before, but I I don't mind repeating it again. There's going to be a thing where they're going to have to put up some sort of security to keep people from urinating all over his grave. <laughs> and yeah. I think he's going to end up with like an Osama bin Laden style burial at sea. <laughs> that, that would be the only thing to keep people. But then people will take boats out to the location and pee into the ocean. <laughs> I mean, I will. I, they, they, they can go ahead and profile me because I'm, I'm going to be one of the first people to try it. Because, I, I, you know, look. <laughs> It's not going to be like with George W. Bush, where everybody now is like, ah, Bush, the good old days. No, 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 no. We have to remember Mm. this monster for who he is. We have to make sure history remembers this fucking national tragedy of this presidency. And I I intend to stay as healthy as long as possible so I can 
make sure that I do my little teeny tiny part to keep this awfulness reflected in history books. We can't let that get rehabilitated. And I know, I think uh, David Frum tweeted yesterday, he said, you know, it's only a matter of time before, you know, when Donald Trump leaves office before every Republican goes, what just happened? What, what was that? Uh, was there a president just now? Did, did Was there a, a weird looking Oompa Loompa guy came along and said, mm, they said crazy things on Twitter. Uh, did that? Ju- I don't have any recollection of that. Did I support that? I don't think I supported that. That's going to be every congressional Republican. It's after just Donald like the war in Iraq. What's that? You know, when it was time to run for oh, re-election yeah. in 2006, 2008, 2012, all the Republicans were just like, I never really supported that. What war? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What mm-hmm. he, massive humanitarian crisis as the entire nation of Syria comes apart at the seams? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about that. Oh, God. Um, I have, a question f- I have a question Aleppo. for his rubes, though. I do have a question for Donald Trump's rubes. Yeah. Since he's got four anchor baby children, his first three oh, and yeah. his most recent, those are anchor babies. That's right. So they're okay with that, right? In fact, you know, Ilhan Omar has been a, an American citizen for longer than Melania Trump has been. Exactly. And, and so, you know, I mean, my question for Melania is if you don't think we're already best, be best, then go back where you came from, Melania. Why are you criticizing beast, us beast. for not, not being best? Be best. Somebody just wrote that, that actually. So uh, send them home. And Melania goes, We can do that. I can go back. <laughs> <laughs> You have to do it in the Natasha voice, though. We can do that. I can go back. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Oh, shit. Well, you know, as if uh, all of this wasn't bad enough, um, a a very special... There are still children in cages at the border. There are are still children in cages at the border. And there's also uh, Senator Rand Paul. Fuck you! Rand Rand Paul blocked the renewal of the 9-11 Victims' Compensation Fund. He blocked it. This fucking poodle-haired ghoul. This disgusting, repulsive human being. I mean, my God. You know what? I'm not going to do it justice. I'm going to hand this over now to uh, Mr. Jon Stewart, who on Fox News Channel rightfully lit into Rand Paul for being the bag of dicks that he is. Here's Jon Stewart uh, with Brett Baer. I believe this was yesterday. Pardon me if I'm not impressed in any way by Rand Paul's fiscal responsibility virtue signaling. Uh, Rand Paul presented tissue paper uh, uh, avoidance of the $1.5 trillion tax cut that added hundreds of billions of dollars to our deficit. And now he stands up at the last minute after 15 years of blood, sweat, and tears from the 9-11 community to say that it's all over now. Now we're going to balance the budget on the backs of the 9-11 first responder community. Brett, this is about what kind of society do we have. At some point, we have to stand up for the people who have always stood up for us. Yes. And at this moment in time, maybe cannot stand up for themselves due to their illnesses and their injuries. And what Rand Paul did today on the Senate was outrageous. He is a guy that put us in hundreds of billions of dollars of debt. He was the 51st vote on that cut. And now he's going to tell us that a billion dollars a year over 10 years is just too much for us to handle. You know, there's some things that they have no trouble putting on the credit card. But somehow when it comes to the 9-11 first responder community, the cops, the firefighters, the construction workers, the volunteers, the survivors, all of a sudden, man, we got to go through this. This program has already been running for five years. No fraud. It was testified when we went in front of Congress. Uh, the special paymaster testified. No fraud, no waste, no abuse. Mm-hmm. Now, Mike Lee, we met in his office five years ago. He looked us in the eye. He looked Ray Pfeiffer in the eye, who unfortunately is no longer with us, sure. and said he was going to look into it. He is the reason that we've had to go back again for this new one and now he wants to put another cap on it that's going to make John feel and all these other tenacious yet ill first responders drag themselves back to Washington to put their hats in their hands and beg for something that this country should have done 14 years ago you know we asked it's an abomination yep yep it is an abomination there should be no reason that in this country That last part, I think, was especially salient. In this country, we should not have to go before Congress and make a case for 
providing relief to the heroes of one of the most tragic days in American history, one of the bloodiest days in American history, one of the Grand darkest Paul, days. you know, he's not entirely convinced that it wasn't all done with holograms. Oh, God. I mean, I, so I don't know. I'm looking into it. He's watching YouTube videos right now. Yeah. Uh, 9-11 was an inside job. Yeah. I mean, I, I just... <sighs> Rand Paul made the made the fiscal excuse like, oh, well, we're spending we're, we're already spending all kinds of money with his stupid voice and stupid frat. Boys, but I mean, I, I, voice. I can't help but to think that this is all part of the new cruelty. We mm -hmm. can do whatever the fuck we want and it won't matter because those weirdos and the red hats are going to applaud for us anyway. They're going to vote mm -hmm. for us anyway. So fuck it. I, I, I there isn't even that justification. I mean, I thought this was like universal. Like we all, we all appreciate and respect the 9-11 first responders. We all appreciate and respect the volunteers who ran toward the rubble mm -hmm. and tried to pull bodies out and tried to clear out that space. Tried to rescue people who were trapped under all that shit. And, you know, uh, huh. the thing you have to bear in mind about Rand Paul is that he's just shit stupid. Yeah, he is. Uh, I'm, I'm really like maybe ate a whole sheet of acid, water acid in college. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, he true. really is like he's like it's the son of a complete wackadoodle racist, you know, obstetrician turned World Bank polemicist, mm -hmm. Bildenberg. You know, I mean, his dad is Ron Paul. Yeah. And, and he's like a legacy hire from that. Yep. You know, so he's already diminished from already stupid, crazy person. I mean, he's really he's a head full of dryer lint. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, and that maybe explains the hair. I well, here's my he just, here's my political explanation for what happened yesterday. I think Mitch McConnell put him up to it because Mitch McConnell himself can't mm. block the vote. Mitch McConnell has vowed not to take up any bill that comes out of the House right. of Representatives. And if he voted on this one, he would have to backpedal on that. But he's up for reelection in 2020, Mitch McConnell. And so he can't come out and say, we're not going to vote on this. I'm just not going to bring it up because it's a Democrat bill. And I said no to all the Democrat bills. And by the way, I'm going to have sex with this here. Oh, crowd. there's a sexy turtle. Yay. I was waiting. I'm going to, I'm going to have sex with this here. Croc. He said, that was my, <laughs> that was my line. Um, <laughs> Jesus. But in seriousness, this had everything to do with Mitch McConnell making Rand Paul into his human shield because I don't think Rand Paul's up for re-election next year. Is he? I don't think he is. He can't possibly no, Rand be. Paul oh, he may not be. Yeah, if, if McConnell is, then he isn't. Yeah. If you ever want to laugh, find just go to YouTube and put in Rand Paul Wikipedia. You know, do you remember the thing where he was giving speeches that his interns handed him that were just, you know, complete cut and like copy and paste from Wikipedia? Oh, yeah. And he's giving the speech with all this earnestness and you're right, you know, and it's just like totally it's I think we should celebrate his birthday each year by like wearing like British barrister wigs. <laughs> yeah. And doing reading aloud from Wikipedia as if we're giving a political speech. I th you know, he really is a gift that keeps on giving. I'm going to assume that he was up for reelection in. Uh, in 2016. Or, yeah, or, or was it 2018 yeah. maybe? Maybe that was it. I don't know. Uh, but regardless, I don't... Yeah, I don't think he would be up at the same time as McConnell because they're from the same state. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Duh. That's right. They're both from Kentucky, so it makes it even more yeah. logical that Mitch McConnell will go to Rand Paul and say, well, now you do the dirty work. Right. Yeah. Right. And then, and then Rand Paul does the dirty work. And mm -hmm. everyone's going to forget by the time Rand Paul's up for re-election that he mm -hmm. fucked over Dozens and dozens and dozens of 9-11 heroes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ, these people. You know what I think you ought to do? Is you take this out on the people who are pulling the strings. And Rand Paul isn't pulling the strings. He's one of the guys on the end of the strings. Mitch McConnell in 2020. You, you fucking annihilate this guy at the ballot box. Uh, same with Donald Trump. The, Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell are running the Republican Party right now, and they have to be held responsible for what Rand Paul and what the Republican Party has done to the 9-11 victims. Because I can't imagine Mitch McConnell would allow this block to occur unless Mitch McConnell wanted the block to occur. He is the leader of the Senate Republicans, and he has the power to tell Rand Paul to sit the fuck down, especially since they're both, as you said, from the uh, Kentucky delegation. Oh, God. <laughs> Unbelievable. By the way, before we, uh, before we wrap up the show, a little bit more of bad news while we're on this. 51% oh, okay. of voters supported the deportation raids. 
by mm-hmm. ICE, uh, compared with 35% of voters who oppose those efforts. So, you know, I see shit like that. I just wonder, are, are we the ones who are out of touch? Are we, did we mistake the United States for being a better country than this? And everyone else is the ones who are just like, well, this is what America's always been about. 51% are okay with Trump's Gestapo going around and raiding people's homes and sending them off to, I mean, th- there was a, a story that Rachel covered last night about uh, where an NPR reporter was there as they separated uh, these little kids from their parents, made them choose, made a three-year-old girl choose between which parent they wanted to go with. And I just, I wonder if that's, the, if that's okay, that's the American way, that's, and we're just all stupid about it. As I think about that, and I don't think we are. But uh, but there it is anyway. Oh, and uh, oh, uh, Trump has rolled back uh, uh, programs that detect WMD. <laughs> so there's hey, that's great news. We're not tracking WMD anymore. What could possibly? Oh, and, and they've, it, they've scaled back uh, testing uh, nuclear facilities. Oh, that's right. There's that too. I heard that on the Stephanie mm-hmm. Miller show this yeah. morning. They're not. Yeah. They're not going to be doing inspections of nuclear right. power plants. Oh, holy yeah. fuck. Yeah. And I live very close to one, thank you very much. Yeah, there are a I bunch around one, here, I too. live upwind from one, fortunately. I mean, my mother lives on a lake that is is designed to, you know, be the water supply for a nuclear power plant. And uh, there are a whole bunch of them right up there uh, on the other side of the uh, state line up in Pennsylvania. There's uh, like Limerick is up there and Three Mile Island is up there, all within short driving distance of my house. Yay for us. But out now is a line from Chernobyl. Leonov, yeah. the air is glowing. <laughs> you know, honestly, there, there, we have a, uh, a Patreon subscriber who is a, an expert at nuclear power plants. And he's been making a pretty strong case for the safety precautions at these, uh, at least the American power plants. And uh, as I said, they're, they're just it's, it's convincing when I hear it all laid out. Like these are all the redundancies that they have in place to, to prevent a, a Chernobyl style disaster here. And so uh, maybe, you're, maybe your discomfort with the power is, uh, is, a, is a little bit misplaced. And so I was just I always throw that in there because you know there is a whole series of safety precautions, but, I think there needs to be <laughs> because of the mm-hmm. catastrophic yeah. thing. It's like I, I still stand by I what I've said. Never underestimate. Go ahead. Well, I just uh, standing by what I said, which is that nuclear power is safe as hell until it's not, until it's apocalyptic. Exactly. Right. So uh, never underestimate humanity's capacity to be mediocre <laughs> and <laughs> and fail at things in huge numbers. Like, that's right. Yeah. Well, we have the uh, post mortem show coming up. We're going to wrap up everything we have to say before my week off next week. Uh, so stand by for that. That's at our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. It's as easy to remember as that. If you're at bobseska.com right now, just click the all caps Patreon link beneath my face at the top of the page. Meanwhile, you can listen to Jody Hamilton's podcast. It's called From the Bunker. You can listen to that at sexyliberal.com. Also at uh, from-the-bunker.com. And T-Rex can be found at patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. Please support all of your favorite podcasts, whether it's David's or mine or Jody's or whoever. All right, folks, we'll see you in uh, what, a week from Tuesday. We're doing it. By the way, we're doing an after party tomorrow. There is an after party, but most people no listening good. to the free show aren't necessarily subscribed to the after party. But So goodbye to all the free people. <laughs> we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. <laughs>